Hey guys, it's Faith. I'm very excited. I wanted to share something really exciting and special with you guys. Today I'm sharing one of the Facebook Lives I did inside the Mastermind community. So as a Mastermind member, you get to come to the Facebook Lives I do every single Friday. You'll know exactly when I'm going live, exactly what time. And not only that, you get the chance to ask any questions that you want. So if you're struggling with your business, or you feel stuck, or you feel overwhelmed, or you're not sure what to do, you can ask a question and I can help you instead of you just trying to figure it out by yourself and feeling stuck and confused. And my whole goal with the mastermind is to keep you moving. I don't want people to stay stuck. So inside the mastermind, we do a Tuesday night Zoom call. We do a Friday night Facebook Live. You have two chances every single week to get support, to get clarity, to get in touch with me and I can support you in any way that you need. There's a ton more that you get in there as well. You get access to special guest workshops. We have amazing co-coaches in there. I have a blog writing coach in there. We have lots of amazing people in there to support you. There's so much available to you. Doors are opening on Monday. I would love to have you inside. I hope you'll consider joining us and I hope you enjoy this episode. There we go. Hi. Hi guys. The Ask Faith thread we put up. So if you have any questions like after the coaching call on Tuesday and you're like, ah, like I thought of this or I should have asked this or I wish I had gotten coaching on this or I heard someone say this and now I'm like thinking about this other stuff. If any of that comes up, you can put it in the Ask Faith thread and I will talk about it on this video. I have a digital magazine I've been putting out for three months and I'd like it to switch it over to Patreon. Yeah. What's it on now? I mean, if you want to put it on Patreon, put it on Patreon. I was just struggling with fluctuating schedules since my part-time day job needs me at random times. And then that throws everything off. Yes, probably an overthinking choice. Yeah, and like lock in like how it, lock in on like how it's serving you and how it's for the best. Our brain doesn't like change, right? Our brain is like, I want you to keep doing the same things. I want to keep everything the same. I want everything to stay the same. That's what your brain wants. That's why like anytime we go into like a transition, like when you move or you start a new job, you, you get like really stressed and freaked out because um, our brains don't like change. So your brain's just like going like, I don't like change. Like I want everything to be the same. That's all. And so just anchor into like, why is it actually great? Like there has to be something good about it, right? So spend some time thinking about why it's good and why change is good and if nothing else you can be like well this is if it really sucks and it's really awful you can just be like well it's making me more resilient <laughs> it's giving me more motivation to work on my business it's helping me fund my business whatever stuff like that um i had this shift this morning i'll share with you guys i was thinking about how do i say this this is what i've been thinking about it's like am i really showing up like I really believe in the mission. And this is a great question to ask yourself, right? And I think a lot of times when I find myself not wanting to do the things, not wanting to work out, not wanting to do the things I know I need to do um, to become like the best version of myself and to become the best leader for this community that I can be, when I'm kind of like not feeling like doing things, I often, feel that deep in the back part of my brain it's because there's this like self-doubt stuff coming up 
right? And so I've peeled back a lot of layers of this stuff, but I think there's always layers of doubt of like, am I good enough? Is the message really important? Do people really need to hear from me? Do people really need to hear like this message? Like, does it even really matter that much? There's some of that lingering around in the back of my brain. And I've noticed that the times when I'm not feeling like doing things, when I'm having a lot of resistance to working out, when I'm having a lot of resistance to doing whatever it is I need to do, often there's some of that stuff kicking up in the back of, in the back of my brain. All of this to say, I think it's useful when you feel resistance to doing work or you feel resistance to doing something to ask yourself why. Because I could have just been like, well, I just don't like working out. But really, I think I think there was part I think there's part of some stuff coming up that's like, um, like I said, like deep in the back part of my brain, there's still this doubt of like, do people really need to hear from me? Like, is what I have to say actually important though? It's like that kind of stuff. Because if you think about it, if you really think, if you really believe in yourself and you really believe in the message, how would you be showing up? Right? It's like, if I really believe that I had this important message and I was the one to walk it out, if I really believed all of that, would I be showing up this way? That's what I was thinking about earlier. Let me know if this makes sense. That was like kind of what was coming up on my walk. Um, would it be a problem to do that and try to make some money? What? Becky. <laughs> this is okay. Why, why would it be a problem for you to make money? So not to bring this up as like, yay me or praise for me. I ended up giving $1,000 to Kelly's family when I saw that they were struggling with that funeral cost. And it felt really good to have the money to be able to do that. It was not that long ago where I would not have had that money. I wouldn't have been able to afford, I donated $500 personally of, of my own money and I donated $500 from course sales that I made. And I took $1,000 and I gave it to her GoFundMe out of my personal checking account. And I'm not telling you guys this like as like, like, but I'm telling you, this is what money does. I was able to do that because I have a profitable business, right? So if you're not making money, it impacts other people. If you're not making money and your business is not profitable, it impacts other people besides you. Right? It's easy for us to think like, well, I don't really need the money and should I even want money and do I, I'm not even good enough to get paid. And it's like, you, you need to like look up. It's not just about you. It impacts other people, right? It was not that long ago. I would not, in no way would I have had the money to be able, I wouldn't have even had the money in my checking account to do that. Like if, even if I wanted to, right? And so I just want to offer to you guys to think about that. Like it impacts other people. If your business is not profitable and you're not running a profitable business, it is impacting other people, right? This was like kind of one of my goals. Kelly was talking about this earlier in a live stream where she was like, it's like, I just want to be able to afford at, to shop at Whole Foods and buy whatever and not look at the prices and have it be no big deal. And one of mine was always like, I want to be able to just donate to people's GoFundMe when people are fundraising. Um, even if it's like for my friends and they're trying to like go on a trip or they're trying to like, we had a friend that like had a, like a really disastrous thing happen in their house and they were trying to raise money for that. And I was, I was always like, I just want to be able to cut people checks when they need money and like give them a little chunk of money. And that was like one of my motivations when I was building my business. And I'm not saying you have to do that. I don't think that there's any hierarchy of way to spend money. I don't think like 
donating the money or shopping at Whole Foods. I think it's all neutral, right? We talk about this all the time. I think like it's all neutral. I don't think there's any hierarchy, but for me, that feels really aligned to be able to spend my money that way. And it impacts other people. So that's what I, w I would say is like, what resistance are you having to making money? And you guys still have the replay from that money retreat workshop thing that I did for you guys at the beginning of the quarter. And if you're on the quarterly plan, you'll have access to it till January 1st. So go watch that or even just listen to it in the background. And there's a lot of like journal prompts in there you can use and stuff to shift that stuff around. That seems like a money mindset issue. Like you have a business. Why would it be bad for your business to make money? You think Walmart's going around like, is it bad if we sell these things? <laughs> you think, you, you think like Walmart's like, going around like I don't know like we made this much money is it okay for us to make that much money like you got to think like a business owner right like yes we're like soulful entrepreneurs like we're here to make help a lot of people and have a big impact but we do that by having a successful business having a successful business in it increases my impact right I can have like Brie and Rebecca coming into the mastermind and helping me do more things. So I have more time to like hang out with you guys. Have you guys noticed how much I'm in the Facebook group lately talking to people and commenting? It's because my team is like running the business. If I couldn't afford to pay them, I would not have time to be on Facebook with you guys. I would, my ass would be like in the inbox, right? Um, and because my business is profitable, I'm able to show up for this community better. I'm able to pay coaches now to come in and, and help you guys. I can't do any of that if my business is not profitable. So my, my impact is expanded by making money, right? It feels good to give people jobs. It feels good to be able to give people work. It feels good to be able to give people um, GoFundMe money, like whatever. It My impact is increased by having profitable businesses. Does this make sense? So Becky, you let me know, but that sounds like a money mindset thing. Yeah, charge for it. Why would you not? You're a business. Just dealing in general with when things come up that need attention and figuring out how to adjust. And I think too, there's something to be said about like, like surrendering the timeline. And I, I think about that saying all the time that it's like, when you make a plan, like God just laughs, like it's, it's so true, right? It's like, if you're really attached to your plan and you're like, I need like to get things done on this schedule and I need things to happen in your, your time. It's like, that's not, like we always talk about staying out of God's business that you don't get to decide that all the time. You don't get to decide how long things take. You don't get to decide um, what season of life you walk through necessarily. Like there's a lot of things that you don't get to decide and there's an element of like surrender, right? So when we're like, I need this done like now and then life gives you all these things and then you're like, I'm in conflict because this needs to be done because I decided that. <laughs> in my brain and now life is like giving me all these obstacles instead of having the flexibility to just let go and know that things are happening in perfect time and it's not up to you and you don't decide the timeline right when we try to like hang on to the timeline we're like we need it to happen like this way in this way at this time you're closing off a lot of possibilities okay you're closing off a lot of possibilities i always use this example of um like I think a lot about energetics and like creativity or whatever. And I think a lot about like when you're trying to remember someone's name and you can't think of it, right? And you're like, what's her name? What's her name? What's her name? And you cannot think of it. And the harder you think about it, it's like the 
further away you push it away. And then later you're like folding laundry and you're like, ah, oh, like, you know, Jessica or whatever. And it just comes to you. It just comes to your brain. I think, I think when we try to hold things tight, we cut things off from coming through. So this happens with ideas when you're like trying to think this, like if you're trying to plan a program and you're like, what's the program? What's the program? I have to figure it out. I have to figure it out. I have to figure it out. You're holding it so tight. It like can't come through. You guys ever had that happen? This happens um, with timelines. This happens with timelines too. When you're like, it has to happen at this time. It needs to happen now. It needs to happen now. It needs to happen now. You're holding it so tight that you're energetically you're energetically like choke holding it. So the miracles can't come through. That's why surrender is so powerful. And any like real like spiritual teacher, right? will always talk about surrender. It's when you let go and you're not trying to like force everything and you're not hanging on to the timeline. You're not choking everything so tight when you actually surrender and let go, miracles can come to you, right? But you have to trust I believe you have to be in the energy of trust to to receive miracles because I think my like spiritual belief or whatever about miracles is that they happen when you are in a strong energy of trust and belief and you, and it's this feeling of like let go surrender hands off like I know it's going to happen I believe like and and I believe I believe enough in my relationship in the universe that I don't actually have to worry and I'm not afraid and I believe I'll be supported. That's when miraculous things happen for me. So I would ask yourself, like, what energy have you been in when things work? When things work, what energy are you in? How do you feel? What are you thinking about? When things are in flow and just happening and everything seems to be working, what is your mindset? And it's very rarely the times when we're like, um, doing the hustle stuff of like, we need to do this and I need to do that and, blah, 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 and it needs to happen now and it's not happening fast enough and I need to do this. I saw so-and-so doing this. And it's like when you're in that energy of holding everything so tight and trying to make things fit on a timeline and trying to make the ideas come and trying to force everything. In my experience, that is not when miraculous things happen in my business. You guys let me know. I think, I also think the universe works different for everyone. So I don't like, this is just my experience and like how things work for me. I also think we're all having different like spiritual human experiences. So I don't know how things work for you. I only know how they work for me, but that's been my experience. Let's see, I've got about 900 people who receive it. Seems like should, could be charging for it. Yeah, I mean, you're spending a lot of time on it, right? And like, as a business owner, how does this fit in your business model? Like, is the free magazine, so you could have the free magazine if it like upsells into something else. And you're like, we get people into this magazine and they love it and then they buy our thing. But if it's just a free magazine that goes nowhere, that's not a good business model. <laughs> okay, we're gonna talk about this in the new year, new you program in the next couple times, but your free things, your free things need to get people into you to buy whatever. So is your magazine upselling into something? And if not, I would either sell the magazine, I would make an upsell for it, or I would stop doing it. Otherwise, you're just giving things away for free. That's not a good business model as a business owner, right? Let me know um, if that makes sense. 
but you can definitely charge for your work. And just because you've given something away for free, you can just be like, you're welcome. I gave this to you guys for free for so long. Now I'm gonna charge for it. You're welcome. You got all that, that value for free. And <laughs> you don't have to feel bad about it at all. I'm having such a hard time setting goals. My brain feels so full, but brain dumping isn't helping. I need to flesh out a plan for my product suite. Any tips? Yeah, so let me see. So you're in the energy. I, I think, Taylor, you're in the energy of overwhelm. Are you in the energy of overwhelm or are you in the energy of confusion? Either way, choose, decide not to be overwhelmed. Get in your power. I know the right thing to do. I'm not going to make the wrong choice. I don't have to be afraid of messing up. A lot of times when people are like, overwhelmed or they don't know what to do it's because they think they could do it wrong remember you can't do it wrong as long as you're executing you cannot do it wrong because you're either going to get um you're either going to get what you want or you're going to get the experience you need you're either going to get what you want <laughs> i'm like i'm repeating this back you guys listen to me you're either going to get what you want or you're going to get the experience that you need Okay, so as long as you're moving, you can't mess up. So root yourself in this really strong energy of like, I can't do it wrong. I can't mess it up, right? I told you guys I was doing this with dating. I had like all this stuff come up about dating. And I was like, no, like actually like I can't do it wrong. Like I could never pick the wrong partner. That's, it's like universally impossible, right? It's impossible. I can't mess it up. Like there's no wrong way for me to date. There's no wrong person for me to date. Like I'm either going to get like the relationship I want or I'm going to get the lesson I need and I don't have to worry about it and be in that energy of your business. Like actually like it's universally spiritual law for me to mess this up. I can't make a wrong choice and then just pick something and put it on your calendar. So opt out your calendar stuff can save you a lot of drama. So I would, I know you said brain dump isn't helping, but I would brain dump the tasks you need to do. We talked about this in the new year thing when we were doing our goals, but brain dump all of the ideas, like everything that needs to happen to get your product out and do your first launch or whatever you're trying to do. Every single step, just dump it all out, everything you need to do, and then take all of those things and put them on your calendar and then just execute them without any drama. So that means when it's time to work, and opt out so just tell your brain like no I'm just going to work on this and I'm not going to engage in any like what if I do it wrong or what if I do this or should we do it that way or maybe we should do it this way or maybe I should change it I'm just going to do what's on my calendar so it's literally just a game of like make a plan put it on your calendar and then follow the calendar and that's it <laughs> okay because you can spend all day second guessing yourself but as a business owner you have to be able to just make a decision i have a whole team like i talk about this all the time but i have a team of people i pay now and like there's a lot of things i'm doing that i've never done before i don't know if they're gonna work i'm spending more money than i've ever spent like you know our expenses have quadrupled <laughs> like we're making more money but we're spending more money i'm investing to expand right all good all exciting but my point is i could show up every day and be like oh my god i don't know what to do should we do it this way should i do it that way should i do it this way should i do that way should i do this should we do this should we do that should we do that do we do this first do i do that first i could do that every day i cannot do that i can't afford that i have and you guys can't afford that either you do not have time to do that i don't have time to do that i have to sit down and just make a decision 
And sometimes it works out really great and sometimes it doesn't, but it doesn't matter. That's not the point, right? Because if I'm executing and I'm making choices, the business can go forward. But if I'm in the energy of, of like, I don't know what to do and I'm overwhelmed and I don't know how to make the right choice and how do I know what the right thing is when I'm engaging in all of that drama, do you see how that leaks all your energy? I always talk about that's an energy leak. It literally leaks all your energy because it, and it tricks you. It makes you think like you're working really hard when you're not doing anything because the only thing that counts in business is execution. So I can sit here all day and think about all the things and think about the decisions and try to figure it out. That does not count as work, right? And then we think we're like, I've been working so hard. <laughs> so that doesn't count as work. Only execution counts as work, okay? So it's like, I just have to show up and look at the stuff and put my business owner hat on and make a decision. And I cannot engage in all of this drama of like, I don't know what to do and I've never scaled a business and, and, and how do I do it and how blah, 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 all of that stuff. I just have to decide not to engage in that. I have too many people counting on me. I cannot do that. You have too many people counting on you. You cannot afford to do that as a business owner, right? So it's like this kind of like decision the, uh, like it's like I make the choice to be decisive because because my brain is not always the most helpful brain in the world right my brain's like have you thought about this catastrophic thing <laughs> like probably every 10 minutes my brain's like what if this horrible thing happens and I just have to like be like no like I'm not engaging in this <laughs> right does anybody else's brain do that mine definitely does Taylor let me know if that helps I went off on a whole tangent but hopefully something in there was will resonate with you yeah, Becky, that's amazing. So many people are, are reading your thing. That's awesome. I'm wondering for a Facebook group detox, do I start a new group each time? Oh, oh, for your detox Facebook group. I was like, is she like leaving Facebook? <laughs> do I start a new group each time or just take out the people not doing it this time? Or what's the best way? Whatever's easier for you. So whatever's easier for you to manage, Kelly, and you can try it one way and see if you like it. Um, I, I in the academy just let all of the beta people stay in the Facebook group because I was like, I don't mind if they stay in there and they like interact with the people that just got the course. Since you're running it live and you're probably going to be doing live videos and stuff, I probably would just, um, start a new group each time. That's probably what I would do. And that way you can just add people in. I like doing that thing where it's like, I, we give you guys a password. So like when you join the mastermind, you get a welcome packet. I have a call coming up with you guys, I think about onboarding soon. Hold on, let me look at the calendar. We've got so much going on y'all. But I think it's important to think about your onboarding process. Part of our onboarding process is people come in, they get a welcome packet, and the welcome packet has the password for the Facebook group, right? And we tell them, you have to download the welcome packet. Like, make sure you download the welcome packet and read it because the password for the Facebook is in there. And then in the on the Facebook group, when you go to join, it'll say, like, what's the password you got when you bought paid for the program, right? And we'll usually have it be something like next level life or something <laughs> like up level 2020 i don't know we'll make it something like that you can make it like a little affirmation or something that's how we do it you can do it however you want we just give people a password they go they go to join they put the password in we get a lot of people that request to join the mastermind that haven't paid for the mastermind which is not their fault it's just that facebook groups 
pop up like and and I think Facebook shows the mastermind group to people in the breakthroughs group and they don't understand it's a paid group so to weed out the people that have paid and the people that haven't paid we do a password and then when you get their welcome email you can put your password and your link to your Facebook and your welcome email that's how we do it but like I said I would do it in the way that feels the easiest the least amount of work <laughs> that's what I would do and I don't know, going through and like deleting people seems like a pain to me. But if that seems easier, do that. It'd be better if I was making some money on it. Yeah, Becky, make some money, girl. <laughs> we don't have time to publish free magazines anymore, okay? Like awesome, like, you know, there was a lot of times where I did a lot of things in my business for free that I don't do anymore, right? And and it's so awesome, like, thank you, Past Faith, for doing all of that. But. It doesn't, sooner you can get in this mindset of like, I get paid for work, I do not work for free. I would imagine you spend a lot of time on that magazine every month, like people should pay for it. And like I said, it could be a lead magnet that upsells into something else where you're like, people get this magazine and they love it and they get like whatever and then they end up doing this program with us. You know, it could be something like that or it could be like they need to pay for the magazine but it has to be one of those things. It has to either, they have to either be buying it or it has to be upselling into something else, but like giving it away for free when you're making a new one every month is not, not a good business model, right? You could make one and have that be a lead magnet if you want, like just give out the same one to everyone when they come in. But making a brand new magazine every month if you audit your time and your ROI, right, you're always like, how am I spending my time? And is that generating revenue or going to generate me revenue in the future, right? And so it might be time to like shift your model around it a little bit. And you guys always get to change the rules. Just because you guys did something before doesn't mean you have to keep doing it that way. And like I said, you can very much be in the energy of you guys are so welcome that you got this for free this whole time. Wasn't that great? And now if you would like to continue getting it, you can pay for it. And if not, that's totally fine. Right. So it's you don't have to feel bad about it. Don't don't you never want to sell things from a place of like I'm doing something wrong. Right. Or I'm doing something I shouldn't be doing. So don't sell it from a place of like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. You guys have to pay. And I know you don't want to pay. And like, ugh, like, no, don't sell like that. Right. It's like very much like you're welcome. You guys got this awesome thing. That's so wasn't that so great? <laughs> like, don't you want to pay me? <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, maybe a separate group for those going through the, the detox. You could also have like an alumni group. Um, Kelly, if you wanted to have a group of people that had went through the program, so you can tell people at the end, like, hey, this group is going to close, but I do have an alumni group. If you guys would like to stay in touch with me, or if you have a free group, put them in there. You could do that and then close the group if you want to like stay in touch. Yeah, it's so cool that you have that many people. Yeah, that's awesome. I think part of it is that I am getting paid for the day job. So my mind's waiting for the, the job to need me because people depend on me and I'm getting paid. Whereas the business I keep feeling there is more time to build it and the money will eventually come. So the day job needs to take priority. Yeah, it's like this whole thing of like, this happens in entrepreneurship, this happens to everybody because what happens is, this is why I'm always like telling you guys, you need to be able to make a schedule and put yourself on deadline because things will just expand to take as much time as you have, right? And 
if you don't give yourself some kind of deadline to get things done, you don't have any urgency. So you're just kind of like, well, I'll do whatever. And even if you don't have the day job, something else will take priority. Some, there, it just will be something else that's more important all the time because there's no urgency. There's, if you're not on a deadline and you don't have any urgency to work on your business and you can just work on it whenever and it gets to take as long as, it, as possible, literally anything else would take priority over that, right? Anything with any kind of deadline or sense of urgency or sense of importance will take priority over building the business. This is why being on a deadline is really, really important. And I'm, I'm always on a deadline. I'm always on a deadline. I'm always like, you know, I'm always pushing and working for something and I have a sense of urgency in the business. And I think that's why I've been able to get, I think I started my first site in, it was my new year's resolution in 2017. That's nuts. Like the amount of stuff I think I've done in that time is like pretty insane. It's because I'm always like on a deadline. I have a sense of urgency. I don't just like give myself unlimited amounts of time to do things, right? Because when you do that, you're just like, well, I can just do it later because it doesn't matter when it gets done. I don't have to get it done now. It doesn't matter when it gets done. So then if something else comes up, you're like, well, I can just do this whenever. I don't have to do this now. Does this make sense? So I would start giving yourself some deadlines for your quarterly goals. Yeah, Taylor says, um, yes, you should definitely be charging. <laughs> Doing squats now. Yay. I started before you started talking about it, but now I'm thinking of why I actually don't like working out. I don't actually hate it when I do it. Yeah, I have a lot of weird resistance programmed in my brain about not working out, but I'm really trying to attach. I'm really trying to attach working out and purpose together in my brain because I am very purpose driven. I'm very mission driven. And if I can connect working out to the mission, then that like really motivates me. Right. And it's like, um, I've been asking myself that question to motivate myself to work out. Cause I know that motivates me. Right. Cause I'm like, are you showing up for your mission? If you skip your workout, are you showing up for your mission? Like, are you showing up like a revolutionary leader? Are you just going online and talking a bunch of bullshit, right? So it's like, I'm just kind of holding myself accountable that way because that motivates me. So what can you connect in your brain, right? That motivates you. To me, it's like um, impact, mission, all of those things. You know, I want to do some like really big, like incredible things with the business in the next few years. And, and I believe like a lot in like what Kelly was saying too, like, like health is the foundation for everything. And I also recognize like, it doesn't matter. Like even if I made this huge successful business and I made all this money, if you're sick or you're in pain or you don't feel good, like you really don't care that much about the money. I don't think like, you know, it's nice to have, like, like it's always nice to have money. Right. And like I said, it like definitely upgrades your problems, but I don't think you can really enjoy it that much when you're sick and you don't feel well. And so I think like, I do think health is the foundation for building your business. I think that's a hundred percent right. And I think she's a hundred percent on the money with that. Also, Kelly, I think you could have a killer, a, 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 oh my God. <laughs> I think you could have a great niche doing like health and wellness for entrepreneurs. And like your whole pitch could be like, look, this is the foundation your business is built on. <laughs> anyway, I don't know what I was even ranting about. I love money because I give get to give it away when I want to. It feels good to hire people. It feels good to fund things for people. It feels good to, um, I'm like, pick. I like picking up the tab like when we go out to eat. I like um, 
spending my family money, like that kind of stuff feels really good to me to do. Um, and I cannot do that if the business is not profitable. Like there, it just like, how am I going to do that? Right. I can't do that if the business is not profitable. Um, I like tipping people extra, like at holidays. So like on the holidays, if I go out anywhere or go anywhere or pay anyone, I give them extra money, right? Stuff like that. And it, and it's like, the money impacts other people. This is the thing that like motivates me a lot about money is like, it's not all about me, right? It's like, yeah, I want to live well and I deserve to live well. We all deserve to live well. You all deserve to live the best, right? We all inherently deserve the best. You don't have to do anything to like deserve to live luxury and have plenty of money. You're all inherently worthy. Like I believe that, but it's also not about just me living well. It's like, I want other people to live well too. And I can do that. I can help that people do that when I have money. But if my business is not profitable and I can't take care of myself, I can't show up for you guys. I can't get the message out. I can't pay my team. I can't tip the people. I can't send money to my family. I can't do GoFundMe, right? So this whole thing about like making it about something besides you, because I think a lot of times as women, I think we shrink ourselves and we do this like humble crap where it's like, well, I don't need to be paid though. I don't need to make that much money. Like my stuff's not even that good. I don't need to make money. It's like, it's not about you. It's not all about you. It's a, it impacts other people, whether or not your business is profitable. My biggest regret this year is not using affiliate links in the newsletter. I was sending to 5,000 people twice a month. Yeah, people were buying from that newsletter and I just left money that could have at least covered the cost of the newsletter on the damn table. Yes, okay, Paulette, onward. You're gonna make way more money than that. But yeah, it's, it's nice to learn those lessons. And it's important to like audit your business and look like, are you guys leaving money on the table? Is there an easy way to make money? Is there something easy you could be doing to generate cash, right? It's worth like thinking about, right? And it's like just kind of being available for opportunity to make money, like being available for easy ways to make money. And I think that happens too when we stop trying to make earning money difficult because a lot of us are programmed. I had this for a long time I was like I have to work really hard to earn money I have to work really hard I have to work so hard you have to work hard I had to have make money which is not true at all by the way <laughs> but when we're thinking that and we're programmed that way it's almost like you can't even see the opportunity to make easy money because you're so busy being like this has to be hard I have to make sure this is hard <laughs> I have to make sure I'm struggling and so it's like you don't even see the opportunity of like oh I could just give them a link Right? And it's like you can't see the easy ways to do things. There's been lots of times when I couldn't afford to give guys, I'm not trying to like say any of this to make you feel bad. I'm just like giving you a different perspective about how to think about income in your business because this like changed everything for me in such a profound way. And I think most of you guys know this, but I did years of service work where I was just like, I worked at Habitat for Humanity and I did AmeriCorps and I did worked in domestic violence and I like literally just worked so hard and made no money barely like surviving for a really long time and that felt really good to me at that time it felt really aligned for me to give in that way but it was really hard for me to go from I'm gonna give all of my time and energy and like just everything you know 
and and live very humbly and and basically have nothing and like basically like taking a vow of poverty right to like actually i'm gonna have wealth and i'm gonna make an impact that way and that was a very very difficult and profound shift but when i think about how can i have more impact you know and the, the reality was i just got so burnt out doing social work and being that poor for that long that i really didn't think i could do it anymore I really, I like took an office job at UF because I was like, I just like cannot go on any more calls like this. Like, you know, there's, there were so many things in my life that were stressful and hard and I was not able to take good care of myself. When you're a social worker, you can't afford a therapist. Like I need a therapist, <laughs> like first of all. And then besides that, you have so much secondary trauma um, and that's why the turnover rate is so high for social work, right? So anyway, this was like a very profound shift for me that I could take really good care of myself and still help and still have an impact, right? And I didn't have to sacrifice my entire mental health and like well-being. This sounds insane. Like my entire, I like felt like before to help, I had to sacrifice everything. And I just had to give everything up and I couldn't have anything for myself and I couldn't take care of myself. And that was what I had to do to have an impact. But when I started to realize I could have an impact by having money, and actually like being able to give people money and fun things I care about, like that was very profound for me. And it, it allowed me to be really motivated about making a profitable business. Before that, I don't know that I would have really cared that much about having a profitable business. Let's keep our heads down. Yeah, I love Melissa's pep talks. <laughs> yeah, you guys. I think she's talking about the money mindset retreat. You guys can just listen to like the money mindset retreat stuff. Like, you know, I listened to Kelly's call last night when I was doing the dishes because I didn't have any time to clean the kitchen. It was driving me crazy. But a lot of times if you guys don't have time to like do the calls or you want to re-listen to something, I'll just like listen to it while I'm doing the dishes or while I'm walking around or while I'm driving. Like you can always listen to stuff when you're doing that if you feel like you don't have time to come to the calls. Yeah, Amber, what's your outsourcing question? Yeah, we're allowed to be highly compensated. Yep. Yeah, I've been on a newsletter that had to transition to a paid model. Yeah, you just give people plenty of warning. Yeah, just do it in a way that's in integrity, right? That's all. And, and people just want to feel appreciated and connected to you. And as long as you do that, people are very... People are very understanding, right? And if they're not, they can like, they're gonna be a pain anyway, so you don't want them on your thing or paying you anyway. I don't wanna be financially connected to anyone that's a pain in the ass. <laughs> that's kind of like my whole thing. I'm like, I will give you your money back. I don't, like, I don't care. But I also don't want people to buy from me that are a pain. And if you change your newsletter to a paid model and someone is a pain in the butt, just be like, perfect, great. I'm glad that that person is choosing to exit my community. <laughs> and let them weed themselves out. <laughs> 360 different directions that I never thought I would be. God is opening up doors. I'm really happy to hear that, Melissa. Up until very recently, I haven't been in that energy. I've been in the energy of skepticism. But as I begin to let go of that, I believe that miracles will happen. Yeah, Karen, do, do um, if you're open to, I don't know how woo you are, but do the EFT tapping, the Brad Yates EFT tapping about miracles. It's really good to like get in the energy of like, I'm willing to like believe that 
good things will happen to me, right? And and the tapping, if you've ever done EFT tapping, it's you just say scripts, you like repeat after him while he's talking and you say the scripts and you tap on acupressure points on your face and it like looks really weird and it probably feels really weird if you've never done it, but I swear it really works for like getting really deep in like your subconscious mind. But I really like the one, he has one about miracles. If you go on YouTube and you type Brad Yates, miracles <laughs> it'll come up and that's my favorite i'm thinking that was what was going with me doing some journal exercises from lisa sazovich oh yeah you guys are all reading that book meant for more a book helped me face some insecurities that came up i didn't know were there that's awesome yeah shift all that stuff around um let's see i kept walking through open doors and I had no expectations and I'm in places I had no idea I would be. I still am struggling with mindset stuff, but I'm amazed how far I've come. Yeah, when you're like kind of willing to be led and you're willing to be guided, a lot of amazing things. Like I said, it's almost like um, that energy of like not holding things so tight, that energy of kind of letting go. And when you're like willing, I'm one of my affirmations is like, I'm willing to be guided. Like I'm willing to be guided. I'm willing to be led. I'm willing to be supported. Um, and it's like this energy of like, I'm willing for doors to open for me, right? I'm willing for, um, things to be easy, for things to be miraculous, for this journey to be like really, really, I don't know, in flow and magical. Good question. What mindset are you in when things work and fit? Oh yeah. That's a good thing to ask yourself, right? What does it feel like? Okay, Lindsay says, I'm struggling with the decision. I'm feeling guided to work with a specific coach that would take my business more in the coaching direction, which is what I ultimately want. Yeah, Lindsay, I think you would be a great coach. I have two options to work with her and both are scary and more than I've ever invested. But one option that keeps coming back to my mind is private coaching, which I literally couldn't keep paying if I didn't start making money within a few months. Am I insane for even considering that? No, why would that be insane? There's so many things to consider and obviously this would be a better question for the coaching call, but I need to decide sooner rather than later. Yeah, that's totally fine. I'm curious what you think about investing an insane amount based on intuition or I could go with the group coaching option that is still a scary investment, but one that I could find a way to pay for it, pay if I fail. You're going to be able, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to preface this by saying like, I'm not a risk adverse person. I'm not poor. I'm not scared of like being poor. I'm not scared of losing a lot. I'm not scared of like having nothing. So this will just like, I'm, you know, I'm going to get, I'm going to tell you what I think, but like, I'm not like a financially responsible person necessarily all of the time. Right. What, what my family would consider anyway, like finan like financially responsible. I think I'm financially responsible because I invested in a business that's now going to make me multiple six figures the rest of my life. While I was making those investments, it did not feel like a necessarily rational decision. And I put $17,000 on a credit card at one point to work with coach. So I'm not like, you know, probably the person to, <laughs> to ask about this, but I'm like, why would you not invest in yourself? Like, why would you not invest in yourself? And you're going to like, you're going to, you can make that money back. If you think you can make that money back. This is the thing. If you're, if it's, if, so there's been two kinds of investments I've made. You guys have probably can resonate with this, right? There's been investments I made where I put the money down and I was like, it's motherfucking go time. We're going to the next level. It's time. This is right. Um, it's scary. It's, it was a scary investment. It's a lot of money but I'm going to make this happen, 
right? And it like, it like up leveled me in a significant way. I felt that way when I paid Kate Doster. I was like, the business is about to like, just explode, I feel it, right? And it was, you know, I, it's easier for me to make those kind of investments now, because I know I can make that money back. But I'm also like, you know, I've been poor my whole life, like putting down like that kind of cash, like a big chunk of cash like that still makes me go like, oh my God, like, you know, that's a lot of money. <laughs> to me, it still feels like a lot of money, right? It's not like, I'm not like, don't have like millions of dollars or anything. So, and then there's, so there's been investments like that where I'm like, yes, this is hard in a scary amount, but it's gonna get me where I wanna go so much faster and it just motivated me and it made my mindset so much stronger and it like pushed me to the next level. It like up leveled me. And then there's been investments where I made that were maybe I wasn't ready to make or maybe it wasn't the right person. I've, I've definitely invested in coaches out of fear that were not aligned and I did not have a good experience with them. And every coach I hired was always out of fear. It was always like this, like, oh my God, if I don't hire someone, I'm not going to be able to figure it out and I can't do it and I don't know what I'm doing. Let me like throw a bunch of money at somebody, right? And those investments did not feel good. So, you know, it's like, that's how I kind of look at it. It's like, is it the next right step for you? And I don't like, I don't make business decisions out of fear. So like when I hire a coach for a lot of money, I just always believe I'm gonna make it back multiplied. That's always been my the way that I look at it when I'm investing in an aligned way. Not when I'm like, oh my God, we gotta do something with it. Like, and I hire someone random and they're terrible and like, you know, I have a bad experience. But the good business decisions I made were not out of fear. Even though, even though I've, and I've, I'm like, I try to be very transparent with you guys because I think a lot of people sugarcoat what it actually takes to build a business. I invested a lot of money to get where I am. I just did, right? And um, I don't ever want to like mislead people and think like I got to like just invest like a few thousand dollars and get to have a multiple six figure company. Like, no, like I invested and I put like, you know, I put every dollar on the table like more than one time. Like everything I had was in this business. And I'm not saying you have to do that, but that's what it took for me to have this. I wouldn't have had it otherwise. I just wouldn't have. I wouldn't have been able to get here this quickly without making those investments. I really think that. So I don't, I'm like always, I'm always like very hesitant to give advice about this, Lindsay, because I think you know what's best for you. And, but I also want you to look at like, why does it feel so scary to put that money down? Like money is renewable. You can always get more money. Like, I don't know. And, and like, you know, the thing is, is like, you know, my family would have judged the shit out of me if they knew how much money I spent building this business. But, you know, my brother also bought like a $40,000 car that he financed. Like, you know, nobody bats an eye at that. And I'm like, why can he spend $40,000 on a car and I can't spend $10,000 on a coach? You know, to me, the coaching is a much better investment because the car is just going to depreciate. <laughs> You know, and people finance cars, people finance college, people finance stuff all the time and no one thinks anything about it. Um, and so I always just looked at it like that. I was like, well, I'll just keep buying, driving my shitty car and I'll finance my business. <laughs> so it's part of that time. It was on credit cards. I definitely put programs on credit cards that I could not afford. And I just paid it back over time. I didn't make it mean anything about me. I'm not telling you guys to do this. Do, like, don't take this as business advice. 
but you know, I put things on credit cards and I just didn't make it mean anything about me. I wasn't like, oh my God, I'm in debt and it's so bad. I was just like, I'm just gonna pay it back over time. It's not, and it to me like wasn't a big deal. I didn't make, I, there's like so much guilt and shame and, and stuff that comes with debt that is totally optional, right? And I just opted out of it. I was just like, I'm just, I'm just like credit card debt or not having credit card debt is neutral. I made a plan to pay it off. I made the payment every month, the end. It wasn't a big deal because I didn't make it a big deal. And I'm not telling you to put your coach on a credit card. <laughs> I'm just like, I guess just giving you some of my experiences of building a business. Um, but I don't think like investing in yourself is ever a bad investment, really, if it's if it's the right person and the right coach. So yeah, I've definitely made big financial moves intuitively. I've invested, I don't know, I should total up how much money I've spent on coaches and masterminds. It's a lot. Like I think what most people would consider a lot, probably, I don't know, 30, 40,000 a year. I mean, that to me is a lot of money. It's like what I spend most of my money on. Like I don't have like fancy things or nice cars or like anything. Like that's what I spend my money on. That's what I like to spend my money on. So that's what I would say, Lindsay. And it's safe for you to trust yourself. And is it the right time, right? It's like, is it the right time? So, and there's definitely programs I know that I'm supposed to do. Like I think I'll go through the Life Coach School program, which is a $17,000 coaching program. I feel like I feel really aligned with that program. I think it's right for me. It just hasn't been the right time yet. So, you know, sometimes you can be like, yeah, I'm supposed to work with this person eventually. Kate Doster and I knew for a long time her and I were going to work together. Like we've both always known that. Right. And, and it just wasn't the right time. And then it was right. So you can also be like, oh, yeah, this is the right coach. I like hear you intuition. I'm definitely going to work with them. Um, it's just not the right time right now right? You can definitely do that. It's just up to you and what's aligned for you. But yeah, personally, I'm not, uh, I'm not risk adverse to investing in the business. I'm still not, I'm still, um, you know, I don't think now is the time for me to be afraid, right? It's like, I have an opportunity now. I feel like, you know, we're generating a lot of revenue and I'm like, well, there's a lot of opportunity for me to scale and there's a lot of opportunity for me to grow. And I have a lot of resources. And so I invest most of that money back in the business, right? That's what I want to do with it. Yeah. Let me know if this is helpful. Does this help Lindsay? I don't know. <laughs> uh, let's see. You know that Faith is just going to tell you you already know the answer. It's safe for you to trust yourself. It's safe for you to trust yourself. What you know what's right for you, right? There's no way for me to know what's right for you guys ever, period, right? No coach knows what's right for you more than you know what's right for you. Yeah, it's not upselling, so that's why I was thinking I should sell it. Yeah, Becky, you're thinking the exact right thing. I'm in the energy of overwhelm. Yeah, and just remember, overwhelm is a choice. This like really, really, really changed everything for me when I like really got this. And when I was like, being confused is a choice. Being overwhelmed is a choice. You're choosing to think thoughts. Look at, make a list of all the thoughts you're thinking that are making you feel overwhelmed. You feel overwhelmed because you're thinking a thought that's creating the feeling of overwhelm. So if you can figure out what the thought is, you can shift it around. But it's 100% like, in your control and you are doing it. And and I'm not saying this to be a jerk, I'm saying this to like empower you and to help you because this really, really helped me, right? When I'm always like, 
the more responsibility I take for my feelings and my life and my results, the more epic results I'm able to create because I understand how much I actually am in control. Before I just thought like overwhelm was just something that happened to me. Do you guys think this or is this just me? I used to think that being confused and being overwhelmed and feeling whatever was just something that just happened to me, like from outside of me. <laughs> and I understood a little bit I could impact it, but I didn't understand like that being over, there was something about when my coach said like being overwhelmed is a choice. Like you're choosing that, it's your decision. I was like, oh. <laughs> And so you can choose to think different thoughts that don't make you feel overwhelmed. Like a lot of the thoughts I give you guys are, are, are like, you know, everything happens at perfect time and like stay in your business. Like all of those thoughts are thoughts that would, that would shift you out of thoughts of overwhelm or being confused or inadequacy, right? I'm just giving you guys, oftentimes all I'm doing is just giving you guys kind of like some better thoughts to think, right? that's really like all this is. You're either going to get what you want or you're going to get the lesson you need. Yeah, I heard that somewhere, I don't know where. So that's not like something I made up. <laughs> but yeah, I really like that too, Sky. I thought, it, I think that's like one of my favorite sayings. I have no idea where I heard it. I honestly listen and read so much that I can't always keep track of where I heard what thing. The calendar thing works. I finally listened and did it and it helps with overwhelm for sure. Right, because you don't have to engage in any drama. You literally just go through your calendar and when your brain comes in and is like, what about this or what about, th you can just be like, okay brain, like that's fine that you're thinking that. I'm just gonna do what's on my calendar and you can just kind of opt out of that whole thing. I feel like it's telling me to go all in, but it's hard to different differentiate from head and heart sometimes my logical brain tells me it's stupid to even think about it but I know there is a reason I was led to her but maybe it was leading me to her group coaching instead of the universe for sign I was suggested to do private in another one I'm supposed to do group but I saw both signs <laughs> yeah sometimes that happens well just take that as an indicator that you can't make a wrong choice and Lindsay I think like I'm sure it's a lot of money and I'm sure it's like very scary, but I don't think you can like make a wrong choice. And I'm always like, I don't know, like even when I was like, there's been times where I was like really broke. Like I one time like broke my arm and like couldn't go to like a doctor to get fixed. Like I had no money, I had no access to money. I didn't even have, a, I couldn't even get a credit card. I just had no money. And, and, but I remember just being like, I really wasn't afraid of that because I was like, well, what's the bottom for me? Like, I have to go stay at my mom's guest house, the guest room. Like, that's not that bad. I was like, I don't know. I just was never afraid. <laughs> I was just like, and so I, in my 20s, lost everything and would just spend all my money traveling. And there were lots of times where I had no money at all. And I would just kind of be like, well, what's the worst thing that has to happen? Um, you know, I was into maybe like, Nothing bad ever happened to me traveling, but I probably was in some situations that were maybe not the safest because I didn't have money. I did some like hitchhiking and stuff. Um, but you know, I, I just wasn't afraid. I was always kind of like, well, what's the worst that happens? Like if you lose the money, like what's really the worst that's gonna happen? And I was never like afraid of that. I just wasn't. I was like, even if I lose my apartment and I have to go stay with my mom and like wait tables for a bit and save up more money, like that's fine. Like I was just like not, um, then, like I said, I'm not a risk adverse person, but it's also like our brains are like, oh my God, that's a lot of money and da, da, da. But it's like, is that really going to ruin your life if you like did the coaching and, and lost the money? Like, I don't know. I have, I also come from like a family of like, like alcoholics and addiction. And I've seen people really lose everything 
and like not be able to get their way back up. And I just always knew that would never happen to me. I was just like, I'm, I'm like capable. Like even if I lose everything, I'll still climb back up. So I just was never really like afraid. So I don't know. I mean, I think it's like worth playing out the worst case scenario and be like, am I willing to live with this consequence? If I spent the money, um, and I'm not telling you either way, if you spent the money and you lost it, it just was gone <laughs> and the coaching sucked. <laughs> which I don't think would happen, but whatever. Let's just say it does. The money, you just lose it. Is it gonna ruin your life? Like, probably not. I don't know, maybe. But it's also like, could you, not not just is, would it ruin your life, but it's like, what would that actually look like? And are you willing to live with that consequence? And that's what you should ask yourself, right? And, and a lot of times our brain is just like, oh my God, we could like lose this money. And it's just kind of freaking out but it's like well what does that actually look like is it that bad and if it is that bad then like don't do that right if it's like really bad and you're like you know i can't live with that kind of consequence then don't make that choice right so i wouldn't i invested a lot of money but i was always willing to like just lose it like i was willing for it to just be gone and i was willing to like live with that consequence and i wasn't afraid of that um and like I said, I'm not giving you guys like money advice at all. <laughs> so don't, you know, take from this what you will. But I think a lot of times like our brains freak out because they don't like change. But it's like, well, what is the actual consequence if you lose that money? Like, what is, what is it? Well, you have to pay it back over time or or you just don't have the money anymore, or you don't have the money for something else, like really think about what the consequences are and then ask yourself, am I willing to live with these consequences? If the worst case scenario does happen and you don't make the money back, are you willing to live with the consequences? That's what I would ask yourself. Let me know if this is helpful. Just crying, eating my leftovers because this is exactly what I needed to hear after two horrible weeks of depression and getting close to deleting my entire business. Megan, <laughs> don't delete your entire business. I have depression too. You just have to remember depression is a sneaky, lying mother effer. <laughs> like depression will tell you things that feel true, right? It feels like the truth. Every time I have a depressive episode, I literally think and feel like I will never feel better again. I'm like, this is this time it's forever, right? And that's part of the illness. Like the illness lies to you and you just have to remember that. So don't delete your business. And um, people recover from depression. I'm sure you've probably been through that too. It's like, you you will feel better again. It's and, it's and it's okay to be depressed. Like it's okay to just have a time of being depressed. There's nothing wrong with it. You'll come out of it. Um, keep doing the things and don't delete your business. <laughs> I also like have a policy where I'm like I don't make life choices in the middle of like mental like episodes you know what I mean so don't delete your business <laughs> yeah being overwhelmed is totally normal yeah it's totally normal because of our brains it happens to all of us right it happens to all of us but you can choose not to be overwhelmed you're right I don't have the time or energy to think anymore I need to just execute 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 right so put your CEO hat on and just make a choice right just like i show up i show up to my business as a business owner as a boss and i have to make choices and sometimes they're hard choices to make i don't know always the right things to focus on but i just have to make a decision and see what happens right and sometimes sometimes i make a choice where it's like well now things are going to take longer that's okay 
it's all part of the thing. Yeah, there is no wrong answer. Yeah, Paulette's saying what I'm saying. I think if you see like both signs, right? And there's, I think to Lindsay, there's a lot of like, it feels like there's a lot of, of maybe like even pain wrapped up in this. Like the decision is really hard for you, but like kind of what I was trying to offer to you with all these insane stories I was telling you, it was like, it's gonna be like, okay, either way. If you get the coach, like that's great. But like, remember your success is inevitable. So if you don't get the coach, you still get to be successful. This is what happens is people are like, I have to get the coach to like, this is when any bad decision I've made in my business is like, I need to get this thing to like be successful. Or I need to do this thing to be successful, right? I need, if you think, if you think I need to hire this woman so I can do what I want to do, that's bullshit. Cause you get to be successful no matter what. So then it's like, if you're in a place where you're like, I know this is going to work out for me. I'm not afraid of failing. I know it's going to work out for me. Then is the next right step hiring this coach, right? But it's not like hiring the coach from like, if I don't hire her, I don't know if I can do it or like any of that kind of energy. Yeah, I struggle with depression too. Yeah, it sucks. It's really hard, especially this time of year. Exercise, I know it's like so annoying when people tell you to exercise, but it, it like, it's the only thing that works for me and and... I'm also on antidepressants, so I guess that works for me too. But even on antidepressants, I can still have a depressive episode if I'm not exercising. <laughs> yeah, ask for specific signs. Yeah, so that I think that means like there is no, you can't mess it up, Lindsay. You're going to be successful no matter what. That's what I would take that as a sign of. Like you're like, I think the universe is telling you like there's no wrong choice. Um, you get to pick either one and it's all gonna work out. That's how I would choose to interpret that personally as a non-risk adverse person. I also like keep in mind you guys like I also don't have kids or like any especially when I was in my 20s it's like I had like nothing to lose really you know. Yeah there is no wrong answer. Yeah I believe that too. I happened in just the right time. This was my issue yesterday trying to balance all of the things. Yeah there's always gonna be a lot to do you guys. Like there's never gonna be a point in your business where it's like like, I never feel, like, any point ever that I'm like, all of my work is done. <laughs> it's like, no, there's still, like, 5,000 things I wish were done in the business, right? It's like, it's just how it is. And you can choose to be overwhelmed about that or not. It's just up to you. I have a question. My blog is a craft related with a freebie library opt-in. I saw a different website that had an opt-in at the end of each of their tutorials for that specific project and that specific file would be emailed. This website also has a paid shop of files that you could get for free if you search for each one of those tutorials and opted in for each one. Which do you think is a smarter model? I am really, really big on having impeccable integrity online. And so I, when I tell people things, I like you guys to know I mean it. So I'm not someone that would be like, Oh, like, I, I won't tell you, like, cart's closing and then be like, oh, we, like, we left it open. I'm like, if I tell you the cart is closing and I'm not going to let you in, that is real. <laughs> like, I really won't. If I tell you guys a program is closed and we're not going to let people in at a certain time, that to me has to be real. And it's like, I really won't let you in. And I want my word to be impeccable. And the reason I'm saying this is because I personally wouldn't feel that it's 100% in integrity to sell things that I was also giving to some people for free. That would feel out of integrity to me as someone who's trying to be impeccable like with their word in their marketing. So, you know, I don't, I personally wouldn't do it that way. Well, I don't know. I would just do whatever feels good for you, Miranda. I don't think there's like a wrong way to do it. What do you think 
would feel really good to you to give away? What would your ideal client and the people that are gonna pay you, right? Because your free stuff is always for people that are going to pay you eventually. What would they want and how would they want it delivered and how can you make something really awesome for them? And, you know, it just always feels really good to me that I stand behind what I say as much as I can, right? Like, if I say something, I really try to make sure that we stand behind that as much as I can. Should I charge for my podcast or keep it as a free thing and then charge for, like, a web class or webinar I'm planning on doing? Yeah, I like podcasts as a way... So, like I was saying with the magazine thing, where I was like, if this nurtures your people and then they buy your program, that's like totally fine. That's how I like to use the podcast personally. You can do like the Patreon thing with podcasts, but I think that that really, that model works a lot better if you already have an audience. I think it would be hard to build an audience up of people that are going to pay you for a podcast that haven't got to know you yet. So I personally, Melissa, like the vibe and the deal of having a free podcast and it's like, hey, you get to know me, you guys get my vibe, you get what I'm about. And then, you know, we'll advertise like when we open the mastermind and stuff like that. And we just use it as a way for people to get to know me. Like personally, I don't want people in the mastermind that haven't kind of been around me and and I don't want I don't I wouldn't want anybody coming into the mastermind and be like surprised right that I'm talking about mindset and I'm talking about I don't know angels or who knows what I'm going to be talking about in any day right I wouldn't want anyone to be surprised about that and so I really try to let people know like what my deal is before they ever come in and the people that are meant to work with me I believe we'll listen to the podcast and then buy when we sell something so that's how I use the podcast just like how I was saying with that magazine, you could give the magazine away for free and then it sells them into something else. That's kind of how I use the podcast. And I think, um, I just like doing it that way. You could do it the other way, but my gut feeling is that it would be more difficult. <laughs> Our work is never done. Yeah, it never is done. I feel like this all the time. It helps to write it all down. Yeah, I, I agree, Paula. I do a lot of brain dumping. And then I put, I just, I brain dump and then I pick the things that need to happen and I put them on my Google Calendar and then I just do what's on my Google Calendar for the week and that really helps me. So you can get it free on that specific post or if you're in the shop you might pick it up instead of having to hunt the specific post down. Yeah I don't know I don't like I'm having a hard time visualizing this Miranda in my brain for whatever reason but like I said I think that you should set it up in a way the point of your free thing is to nurture people and get them used to you and to get them wanting to hang out with you and to bring them into your internet world so you can sell them things so i would set up your website in a way that does that and as long as you're doing that it's fine and and just remember this is just one website and it's just one way of doing it i wouldn't overthink it too much um let me know if that helps i know that's not like you're like tell me the answer <laughs> I don't, I don't, you know, I don't, I, for whatever reason, I'm having a hard time visualizing what you're telling me. Yeah, I think you could give away, like, if you wanted to have, like, maybe you have a bundle and you give away part of the bundle for free and then they can upgrade, that's probably what I would do. Maybe, this is all based on, like, nothing, but what you could do is you could give away one or two of the things for free and then when they opt in they get a chance to buy a whole bundle with a whole bunch of other things. I would probably do something like that. <laughs> okay podcast to connect with my audience yeah then focus on stuff I want to speak about in a webinar class or something yeah about podcasts is it okay to have a podcast that does not have the same topic as one's blog 
For example, my blog is mostly cooking and goal is to help people practice with themselves through food. But I think that food, only one way to nurture, connect with yourself. So my podcast has interviews with wellness experts. Is that okay or is that confusing? I don't worry about being confusing. I worry about being profitable. So looking at your whole business model, I would ask yourself, what's your end game? Like, what are you trying to get people to do? And do your free things make sense for what you're trying to get them to do? If all roads are like leading somewhere, like what's your goal for the podcast more is what I would ask. So what, as a business, how is the podcast going to make you money? That's what I would ask. So I would look I wouldn't worry so much about confusing because I think people are smart and and if you're like, hey, like there's more than one way to nurture yourself and on my blog I talk about food and on my podcast I talk about this. I don't think that's that confusing. Is that hard to understand? Like you can just tell people that, right? And they're like, okay. Like I don't think anybody's going to be like, what? Like I don't get it. (laughs) So... You know, I think that there's something to be said for niching down. I think it can make your marketing easier. But I think like if you're upfront with people and you're just like, look, like I do this on the blog and I do this on the podcast and this is why. I mean, I don't think anybody's going to be like, I just can't understand. Like, so I wouldn't worry about being confusing, but I would worry about is that podcast going to bring revenue dollars into your business and how? So on every podcast, can you send them to a lead magnet? Can you send them to a free thing? And can that free thing upsell them into a paid thing, right? So then the podcast potentially someday would would make you money and bring you sales. If you're just talking about stuff to talk about it and there's no where to send people and there's no end game and there's no opt-in, um, that's not a good business model. So that's what I would say. Personally, I don't think. Okay, outsourcing. Thinking of hiring my daughter to do my Instagram account only. It feels scary but liberating at the same time. I just don't want to mess up our relationship and I'm worried about it not working out. Any ideas for giving up control on my end and nurturing our relationship as well? Should I not hire family members? I don't know. I'm not like a big rule follower, Amber. So like I would hire whoever I wanted to work in my business personally. It's like, I don't know. Like, don't you want to be able to give your daughter a job? Like that sounds pretty cool to me. I mean, if I, if you're like, I absolutely don't want to work with her, like don't do that. Um, but I think... I think anytime you're hiring people, you need they need to know exactly what they should be doing. So you need to tell her how many times she's posting on the account, what kinds of posts she's doing, how she's going to do the hashtags. So we have, we call them like standard operating procedures. We have SOPs. You need to write an SOP that's literally like, this is how we run our Instagram account, right? So for example, I have an SOP that's like, this is what has to happen on the podcast. Like, this is how it's edited. This is how we do the stuff, like whatever. It's like literally like every single thing that has to happen every time there's a podcast. The Facebook message, the Facebook post has to be scheduled to go up. Um, It has to be edited and uploaded into Podbean and like done in this way. You need to make something like that for your Instagram account where it's like, this is what happens on the Instagram account every day. And it's literally like a guide that you could hand to anyone and they could execute it. That's how specific it needs to be. So literally like, how many times is she posting on the grid? How many times is she posting on the story? What kinds of posts are they? Are there different categories of posts? Um, 
is she making them? Are they like quotes? Are they pictures of you? Like where is she getting the post from? How is she writing the captions? Are you approving the captions? What's the workflow? Like, is she just posting or does it go into a planner? It, you literally, it needs to be like, you need to figure out how you want it and then make a, like, basically like a guide. And then you make that guide and you give it to her. Right. And then it's like very clear what she's supposed to be doing. I, and I don't know. I just think if you lay things out for people, usually there's not like really that much room for like problems. That's, what I would do. Yes, I do. And she's excited about it. Yeah, the mother daughter relationship and just tell her like, we'll try it be like, hey, I'm gonna try this for a month. And then we can have a meeting and talk about it and see how it's going. Someone told me once, um, as a business owner, you have to be able to hire, hire slow and fire fast. <laughs> so if it's not working, end it immediately. <laughs> okay. But that's just business. Like sometimes things don't work out. And you have to let people go. My first bookkeeper, I had to fire her like immediately. I was just like, this is not gonna work. I lost like a pretty big deposit at that time too that I gave her, but I was just like, no, 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 not right. Um, so put your businesswoman hat on, right? And be like this as a business decision, does it make sense to keep her as an employee? Is it making you money? I have to constantly be auditing my team and how we're spending time and making sure that they're making more money, right? So it's like, if they weren't there, would the business lose money? Are they making money by them being there? So is she making the business money by her being there? It's not personal, it's a business decision. Like we have to run businesses and you can't afford to like, I can't afford to let my whole business go down because I don't wanna have a hard conversation with my bookkeeper, right? I, I have to like fire the people that are not working um, and let them go. I also, I like the like hire slow thing. Like, you know, Brie and Rebecca both started they, they like did like internships with me and they like worked for free and I like coached them some and we did this like work exchange and then I hired them a little bit and then I hired them a little bit more and then I hired them a little bit more and now they both work with me on a regular basis. So I hired them like pretty slowly over a period of time. By the time they came on, I knew, I felt pretty confident that they were the right people for the job. So you can also give her a little bit, like instead of just being like, here's this whole job, like maybe just start, um, slow and then add more stuff to it as she gets better at it. I don't know. Let me know if that helps. But I would do not give do not give anybody anything in your business without it like laid out how you want it. <laughs> What's this faith to talk about at the end of the podcast episodes? Mastermind. <laughs> Doors may be closed. The podcast is an ad advertisement for the mastermind. I mean, you know, let's call it what it is. The podcast is an advertisement for the mastermind. That's what it is right? It's free. It's good content. It lets people get to know me and it lets them know I have a mastermind. That's the point of it, right? But I wouldn't just have, I don't know, I wouldn't just have a, a podcast not related to anything in the business where I just talk and expect that somehow to make me money. And I'm not saying that's what you guys are doing, but you guys get me. It's like, you need to know why you're doing the things in your business and are they going to generate you revenue? All right, you guys. Yep. It's a revolving door that brings to her to her big products that she wants to sell. Yep, exactly, Melissa, exactly. So you want to know why you were doing the things you're doing. Okay, this was great. I really loved talking to you guys. This was really fun. I hope you guys have a great weekend. I've been thinking a lot about, you know, this season, like really any season, but, you know, we get to make this whatever we want it to be. And so... I journal on this a lot. It's one of my favorite prompts. And it's what does, what does your soul need more of?
this month? And what does your soul need less of this month? Ask yourself those two things. I think those are really powerful questions. And then I just kind of set intentions for what I want to do according to that. So anyway, oh, enter our contest, you guys. <laughs> We're giving away $200 cash and a one-on-one -on -one call with me for whoever had the biggest transformation of the quarter. And it does not, just don't count yourself out. It, like, it can be anything. It can be a mindset shift. It could be exposure, like growing your email list, getting a really awesome freebie, like doing something you never thought you would do before, doing a live stream when you've been like really scared, um, making money. It can be anything, any transformation, any transformation. So just explain in the video why it was significant to you. And we're going to pick one person. We're going to let the community vote. So it's not going to be to Brie and I, I don't know. I just feel like it's biased if just Brie and I decide. So we're going to let people vote on it. And the winner is going to get 200 bucks cash. So enter our contest. It's like a three minute video. It's like not a big deal. Just tell us what your biggest breakthrough was this quarter. Um, and like I said, it, it can be anything. So don't count yourself out. Please enter. I would love to hear your guys's like breakthroughs and stuff too. It's really motivating to me. I have a blog post about creating new holiday traditions. Yeah, I love that. I need to create some new holiday traditions, I guess. Holiday traditions while I'm in my house by myself. Okay, enter my contest. I'll see you guys next week. What are we doing next week? Should we look at the schedule? We have a co-working. We have mindfulness and nutrition. We have a call on Tuesday, obviously. We, oh, Coraline is coming next week. You guys definitely want to go to that. It's really going to be really good or watch the replay. And then I have the New Year New You call. And then we have the Facebook Live. So another great week in the mastermind. Every week's a great week in the mastermind. <laughs> Enter the contest. I want to hear your guys' breakthroughs for the quarter. And then we'll pick someone and they'll get 200 bucks. So I think it's really fun. All right, you guys. I'll talk to you later. I hope you guys have a good weekend. Get some rest. Take time off. I'll talk to you guys soon.